welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. Presented by Cape and Cowl Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how are you? I'm really good. Today's an exciting day. We It's been an exciting month for just a whole bunch of movie releases and stuff, so there's a lot to talk about. Definitely. Yeah, man, we did it. We got through the Infinity War countdown. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just recapping a bit, we rewatched every single MCU movie leading up to Avengers Infinity War, and then we, of course, saw Avengers Infinity War in theaters. So it's very fresh in our mind, all of these movies, and, of course, Infinity War itself. And we're going to talk about it all pretty much today. We're going to go through the four remaining movies in our countdown. Those are Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, and of course Avengers Infinity War. Then we're going to do a little rating for these four movies. And then, as an added bonus, we're going to go through every single MCU movie and rank them. I'm going to give my ranking, and prefer you're going to give your ranking yep so that should be interesting right (laughs) yeah first off though i want to talk about our tattoos so today is wednesday may 16th and not long ago it was free comic book day right Mm, yeah and as i talked about in a previous episode on free comic book day cape and cowl comics and sacred tattoo oakland do a promotion where if you donate a certain amount of food to the Alameda, the Alameda County Food Bank, you get a free tattoo. And guess what? We both did this, right? <laughs> yeah, it's for a good cause. You can't complain. Yeah, it's a great cause, and it's not a whole lot of money. And the best part of this particular story is unplanned you and i got the exact same tattoo right yeah (laughs) we both got the spider-man spider tattoo Uh right so i mean to me i mean we're already brothers from a different mother but now we're truly brothers (laughs) right we're we're like spider-man brothers Uh, forever yeah we're got that mark now (laughs) yep so we're truly on the same squad and as hilarious because we ran into each other at sacred tattoo Again, unplanned and unknowing, unknowingly getting the same tattoo. <laughs> so, pretty awesome. And, good segue, because the first movie we're going to recap is, indeed, Spider-Man Homecoming. So, what are your thoughts on this movie upon a subsequent viewing, Perfirio? So, Spider-Man Homecoming, I loved. Um, this was the first full movie where we get to see Tom Holland perform as Spider-Man. Yep. You know, we've seen him before in Civil War, but it was just like a couple scenes. We didn't see what he had to offer, I felt. But Homecoming was really good. It was a funny movie. Um, you know, re- earlier we talked about our tattoos and why we got Spider-Man, but I personally, I got Spider-Man because he's always been that hero for me ever since I was a small kid. Um, Spider-Man was the first superhero that got me into comics that led to all this this whole me talking about comics and going to watch all these comic movies so 
when I went to go watch Spider-Man Homecoming, I kind of had high expectations to how yeah. Tom Holland would p- perform as not only Spider-Man, but also Peter Parker. Because, uh, you know, we've already had two Spider-Man characters. We had Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Yep. And so it was hard for me to have any room in my heart to love this guy. But yeah. he did amazing. Like, yeah. he has that dorky charm as Peter Parker, who's so, like, kind of awkward, but also, like, you can relate to him on a high school level. Yeah. And then he also got the heart of Spider-Man, who always, he wants to stick up for the little guy. Like, mm-hmm. you see him time and time again to try to, like, prove himself to Tony Stark. And he's just trying to do the right thing. Even if, if it gets him into trouble, he knows that he's like, okay, I'm doing this. And the result will be good in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, so I that's what I loved about the guy, Tom Holland. Great points. I really agree with you about how this character comes with a lot of baggage, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. We've seen the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And your experience is not unique. I think Spider-Man is a lot of people's entryway into comic books and superheroes, yeah. etc. right? So when there's a Spider-Man movie coming out, you know, for most people, I mean, I would say for pretty much everyone, there's already a familiar familiarity there. And like I said, baggage, like there's some expectations. And that can kind of work against a movie like this, right? Because... I was turned off a bit when I first saw this movie where they really changed a lot of things from previous Spider-Man movies, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's no Mary Jane, but in a weird way, MJ was there, but her name is Michelle, played by Zendaya. It was just really kind of bizarre, (laughs) right? And then, like, Betty Brandt is in it, but she's not at the Daily Bugle. She's, like, Peter Parker's classmate. It's like, what the heck's wrong with this, you know? And then you see, like, um, what's his name? The bully, Gordon? Yeah, Flash. Flash. Yeah. Uh, he's not a bully guy. Right. He's just another guy who picks on <laughs> Parker. Yeah, he, well, he's kind of a bully, like kind of a verbal abuse bully, but yeah. not like the, a bully in the traditional sense where he's like shoving Peter around. Like you know? that jock. Yeah, the jock bully. Exactly. Uh-huh. And then, of course, there's a lot of Iron Man in this movie, right? So that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, too. I was like, dude, this is... Spider-Man plus Iron Man. I want to see Spider-Man solo, dude. <laughs> right? No, yeah. Yeah. I agree. But, you know, that said, I, I felt all these things when I first saw it. I still kind of have some of these issues now. But upon subsequent viewings, I softened to it a bit. I really discovered the delightfulness of the movie. It's just fun. You know, it's fun. It's light. And I wanted to call out something positive, uh, in addition to that, it's it's really this thing I kind of discovered more recently. Another slight beef I had with the movie initially was that I thought there wasn't any good fight scenes. You know, with the MCU, there's some really amazing battle sequences, right? Mm-hmm. You look at some of the Captain America movies. I mean, there, you just go... Through this MCU, and there are tons of memorable battle scenes. So I thought that was kind of missing with Homecoming, you know. But then upon rewatching it, I mean, it really wasn't about fighting, you know. Yeah. Like when you look, when you think of superheroes, 
yeah, superheroes, you know, a big appeal is they fight bad guys. But that's just part of it. Another big part of it is rescuing the innocent, mm-hmm. right? And Spider-Man Homecoming has some pretty amazing scenes of that sort of thing, right? I think the best scene in the movie is when Spidey saves his classmates in the Washington Monument, right? That's an oh, amazing yeah. scene, mm-hmm. right? When he, he like jumps over the helicopter, busts the wings out, crashes through the window, and he like um, shoots his webs and uh, like pulls the lift up like at the yeah. last second, you know, like super amazing. And yeah, like the, the, the thrills of the movie, I think come more with like rescuing people than actually fighting bad guys. Like the fighting of the bad guys is there, but it's kind of secondary. And I think, you know, there's a lot to enjoy about these like rescue moments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another good point I want to bring out about Homecoming was the villain. Um, yes. Michael Keaton as I agree. the vulture. Yeah. I think for me, it was the first time where I, for an MCU movie, where I actually resonated with like the villain. Yeah. Because you know, most of the MCU movies, like Dark World or um, The Red Skull, the the villain always wants to like have like a plan to um, take over the world. Yeah. Whereas Michael Keaton's character, he's just he's just doing stuff where he, to take care for his family. Yeah. Yeah. He's a family guy. He's oh he makes a good point when he like confronts Peter Parker about this like. You know, he talks about Iron Man being, like, this top 1%, and he doesn't care for the small guy, and he's just, like, doing what he needs to do to kind of just support himself and his family, and he's not, like, breaking... I mean, he is breaking laws, but, like, not hurting anyone or anything. Yeah, yeah there's a certain relatability to that character. He feels human. You mm-hmm. know, you understand why he does what he does. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I think we can move on, yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Thor Ragnarok. What are your thoughts on this one? Thor Ragnarok was, like, I think it's the funniest MCU movie we have. Thor Ragnarok has nothing but laughs. I remember in one of my first reviews about Thor, I said how um, Chris Hemsworth has to develop this um, continuation with the character, like, growing up Mm -hmm. with it. And this one, I feel like he just came full circle with Thor. He's so... He still has that, like, machismo kind of behind him, but he doesn't take himself seriously either. Yeah, yeah. And every five minutes, it, there's, like, a jab to a good joke or some good humor. Yeah. And um, the soundtrack is amazing. You get... It has music by ADC, and you could just develop, dive right into the energy of the film. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're on the same wavelength here. I really think this movie is the closest thing the MCU has to a straight-up comedy movie. It's a comedy. Yeah. Like, it's not even like an action comedy. It's just, an, it's just a comedy <laughs> with action in it, you know? Um, it's, and it works. I think it's really funny. You know, it's, it's a genuinely funny movie. A lot of great comedic performances. You mentioned Chris Hemsworth. He's hilarious in this. Mark Ruffalo is really funny. Tom Hiddleston is really funny. Uh, Tessa Thompson, she's hilarious too, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of like laugh out loud moments throughout. And yeah, like you said, great music. And that um, that uh, battle at the end is super cool. So they really blast that Led, Z- that Led Zeppelin song. 
and it's super awesome. Like that's when Thor like finally discovers his like lightning powers, yeah. you know. And there's that slow mo shot of him, and then like every hero has like a little moment, right? The Hulk, Valkyrie, Loki, uh-huh. and it's just super cool. Like I, I love that moment, that that battle scene at the end, and like they pretty much play that song, the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin, yeah. in its entirety. And it's a great song, and it's like perfect for a Thor movie. Uh, so really cool, really cool stuff. Yeah, and like you said, the cast was just amazing. Like every person who was casted was like a perfect choice. You had um, Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster. Yeah, Tessa Thompson as the Valkyrie, mm-hmm. and then oh my gosh, the amazing Kate Blanchett as Hela. Yeah. Oh my gosh, like like I said, like a villain is a movie is just as good as the villain, and Hela was just she was flawless. Yeah. Um. She showed Thor and Loki who was boss, and mm-hmm. not only did she show how her awesome skills and powers, but she also has like some sassiness and some yeah. good humor in the character. Yeah, she has one of the best looks for an MCU villain, right? Oh, yeah. Like, um, just she looks amazing. Like, her costume design is totally on point, and yeah, she has this sassiness to her where like. She just got style, and just just the way she moves is cool, right? Like she owns it with confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, continuing on, uh-huh. let's move on to the, the final MCU movie before Infinity War. This one is Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yes, uh, your thoughts, Perfirio? Um Well, for me, I kind of already had a whole bunch of hype for Black Panther because. When I went to go watch it, my experience, the director of Black Panther came into the movie theater and just gave us a small speech of how he enjoyed us being there and watching the movie. So I kind of already had like a bunch of hype yeah, towards it. Totally. Um, but Black Panther, it was not only a movie, an MCU movie, but a milestone movie in cinematic history. Yeah. Just because it's like the first motion picture with a black superhero and there's just so much like culture and confidence and representation in this film. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, a black cast who comes from in Wakanda and they own up to every action they do. And then not only are the men cool, but the women, they step up and they show that like Black Panther can't really exist without the women in his life, like his sister Shuri his ex Nokia, the general Okoya, and you know, it's just, it's amazing. I agree. It's a great, great movie. And um, yeah, you know, I think it's important to note that it is a great movie just on an entertainment level alone, but also on this sort of breakthrough representation level too, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, we can sort of evaluate it as a piece of entertainment and as a piece of representation but why not enjoy it for for both you know like i think we can enjoy it for simply having a fresh look at you know african-american actors and filmmakers and just sort of celebrate that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So, like, I, I, I celebrate it for, on both levels, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's, a, it's a total home run on, you know, on, on with, with both. Yeah. Really, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, one thing I noticed uh, upon a subsequent viewing, 
I did watch it last night because I got the Blu-ray just yesterday. The Blu-ray <laughs> released yesterday. I got it. I watched it last night, so I, I watched, watched it, it again. This morning. <laughs> oh, you saw this morning? Yeah, I saw it this oh, morning. Awesome. I, I also got it last night. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay, so, I mean, oh, that, that's good. That means we did kind of what we promised. We, uh, we watched it after... We watched it again after seeing it in the theaters. Uh-huh. We both did that. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> well done us. We did it. Okay, uh, but, you know, I, I, I have pretty much exactly the same uh, feeling that I did, you know, after seeing it in the theaters. Um, but just one thing I noticed is, uh, was, that was really cool, uh, the musical score was, was awesome, you know. It was and on it point. Was, it was totally on point, and... Um, there's some interesting subtleties there. I noticed that that the score was kind of split between the this sort of like African drums musical score and this hip hop beat score. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that the African drums kind of came on to celebrate like the heroes of the movie, like T'Challa and Akia and Okoye, etc. But the hip hop score came on when like Killmonger mm-hmm. was more prominent. So the I found that like the hip hop score was sort of the villain score and then that the the African drum score was like the hero uh-huh. heroic score, you know? And uh it's cool. I, I just like the little like intricacies like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's more of that sort of thing in this movie because I you could feel that there's a lot of care and effort taken in making this movie, right? So just little things like that like splitting the score out to certain characters, um, pretty cool. And I, I know that there are other like little subtleties in the movie. No, yeah, I, th- I think it was just like a mixture of cultures, like with African Americans and Amer- Africans back in Africa, like just to like understand your roots, where you come from, and um, being who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, Killmonger, he's another villain I really got to give it props to. Like, Michael B. Jordan did amazing as him. The yeah. look was amazing. But his his intentions were just great. Like, it was... I felt like it could have been way more relevant today in today's society with, like... I, I Honestly, I heard this from somebody in the theater comparing, like, T'Challa to, like, Trump. Because <laughs> about, like, T'Challa, how he didn't want to, like, bring anyone into Wakanda. And it wasn't until, like... Killmonger came that he kind of changed his mind was like okay you know let's open up our resources of Wakanda to the rest of the world to kind of help out and that kind of stuff so I just thought that was really interesting (laughs) I mean maybe a stretch to compare him to Trump but I mean yeah (laughs) but I understand the comparison because earlier in the movie he's rich and he kind of wants to build barriers to others to sort of retain this sort of elitist Mm -hmm. exclusive lifestyle right so i mean there's something to that for sure of Mm. course he changes (laughs) you know Uh he evolves um but yeah i I, I can sort of understand that point of view i feel like that hasn't been seen in a marvel movie where like the intentions of a villain totally changes the mindset for any marvel hero yeah yeah the villain man killmonger is 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 a phenomenal villain in mm-hmm. this movie absolutely absolutely I, and for me i couldn't tell who to root for i don't know if i was rooting for t'challa or killmonger and it wasn't <laughs> until like those small little bits where like killmonger was like threatening other wakandans or that kind of stuff yeah. like um promoting his violence i was like okay he's the villain yeah <laughs> uh-huh. 
Yeah, it's funny you said that because I had a very similar reaction. Like, I, I genuinely feel that if Killmonger was kind of a nicer guy, I'd probably be rooting for him. <laughs> you know, like yeah. he has great ideas and his intentions are something I can really get behind, you know, empowering the oppressed throughout the world. That is something that I believe in, you know? Yeah. Um, but if he wasn't so much a dick about it, <laughs> I'd totally be behind him. You know, like he, he shoots his girlfriend and like at one point, um, this is after he defeats T'Challa in ritual combat and takes the uh, heart-shaped herb. He like chokes out this old lady yeah, exactly. for like not listening to him. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, he's pretty mean. You know? I was like, <laughs> damn, if he wasn't so mean, I'd be like totally down with the cause, you know? Yeah. Um, but it says a lot. Like this guy is like a mass murderer and he's evil, but like his ideas and his motivations are, are you know, like I said, something I can really get behind, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, cool. All right, next up. Infinity War. Yes. Do you want to start off? Uh, sure, I'll start off. So on a recent episode, Rainier and I did do a full recap and review. So I won't you know, go fully into it. Um, and I have, it, I have seen it just the one time. Uh, so th- this movie is worth like a zillion repeat viewings, I think. You've only seen it one time? Uh, just the one time. I've seen yeah. it four times. Four already. times. Okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah, well, let's hear from you in a bit. But, um, I mean, this movie had incredible, incredible amounts of hype leading up to it, mm-hmm. right? Maybe the most hyped movie ever, possibly, right? Yeah. Um, and somehow inexplicably it lived up to the hype it mm-hmm. l- really did it really lived up to the hype you know watching this movie i've never experienced something like this before where like minute one to the last second i was on you were pins and needles i was hooked i was completely like taken by the throat <laughs> by this movie you know um i will say this like when i say i was taken by the throat i mean i do mean that and not the best way like there were moments in this movie that it was hard to watch you know mm-hmm. um this movie pulls no punches and um they they went for it dude they they you know people were saying oh it's disney you know oh you know uh, the mcu doesn't kill its characters or they always come back you know it's it's like um it's soft it's soft and like this fucking movie changed the game dude like (laughs) there is some shit in here that i was like whoa i can't believe i'm actually seeing this you Uh know characters dying and just like the level of of uh danger in the movie is like through the roof okay so yeah okay once once you jump in here uh, yeah going off what you said like from the very first minute i was hooked right like you know the very f- opening credits it continues off where thor ragnarok left off with like a spaceship approaching thor's ship and all the other asgardians and you hear you don't even see anything you just hear people saying like as we're from asgard we're not like a warship or anything and you're just like oh shit shit's going down mm-hmm. um so from the very first minute, I was hooked. Seeing Thanos uh, 
come walk around. I was like, oh man, this is the big guy that we've been that's been teased since Avenger One. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see what he's up to like what he's capable of yeah. you see hulk try to fight him and he's still useless yeah dude hulk gets his ass kicked uh-huh and Period. uh-huh and like you said like the hype lived up to it like you see all everything that all the mcu movies have been leading up to you see it kind of pay homage to that you see all the infinity stones you see past characters like the collector the red skull um and it's crazy how it all just ties in together. Like, that's why I had to watch it more than once. Because it's one feeling I feel like can do not justice. Mm-hmm. cannot do justice because every there's so much going on. Too that's much I felt. to digest. Yeah. I, I had to watch it again just to be like, is there anything that I missed or anything? Yeah. But it was cool. Like, for the first time seeing, like, the villain win. And you're just like... He really did. Uh-huh. And you yeah. just, you're just kind of like shocked. You're like, oh, shit. This is like... It's a Marvel movie, but this is dark, man. Like what you were saying. Yeah. And it's cool, but it's still just crazy that Marvel kind of grabbed us by the balls and <laughs> took our money. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, I think we're kind of in on the same line here. But, um, yeah, like as as bold and edgy and really surprisingly gripping that this movie was you know i can't say it was like super entertaining from beginning to end because i was like i said like i was not comfortable like i was just like nervous the whole time watching this movie and yeah maybe that's why i need to see it again so like watching it without like having this fear in my heart the whole time mm-hmm. but like yeah it's just it, it really it, it really doesn't like compromise you know it, it just sort of takes you and it's like this is a story we're going to tell just deal with it yeah <laughs> you yeah. know and uh it's uh some, some parts of it are, are kind of hard to watch mm. but even for me after watching it four times i still have a few questions about the film like i don't know i don't know if you have any answers but like Probably like, not, but go ahead. Like, what happened to Valkyrie and, and uh, yeah. in the beginning? Because she's yeah. nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. That's one question. And then another question is, do you think they're going to come back in the next film? Like, all the characters who, who um, disappeared? turned to dust? Yeah. That is a really good question. Because, well, first off, with Valkyrie, you know, there are so many characters in this MCU, right? Mm-hmm. So... Not just Valkyrie, we didn't see, but you know a lot of other other characters too. And after that finger snapping at the end, it does beg the question: like, what happened to all the characters we didn't see? Right? Actually, actually, to kind of answer that question, mm-hmm. um, the Russo brothers they did an interview, I think, with Huffington Post, uh-huh. and Huffington Post asked them like, what happened to these characters? Okay, what do they say? Yeah, uh, let me see. Let me look it up really fast. But okay. um, in the meantime, what do, what do you think happened to Hawkeye? Because he was nowhere to be seen. Yeah, and he was mentioned at the very end with Nick Fury, but what, what do you think happened with him? That's hard to say. Yeah, we didn't see Hawkeye. We didn't see Valkyrie. We didn't see Ant Man. You know, um, it's really hard to say. Like. I feel like just the way movies are made and how stories are told in movies, I feel like if you didn't see them turn to dust, they didn't turn to dust. That seems to be logical to me. But, I mean, who knows, man? We're in such uncharted territory here. So 
that's one of the beauties of this movie. Like watching it was like no movie I've ever seen. Like the experience was totally unique. Like I said, not comfortable all of the time, but absolutely unique. I was, you know, in a different place. Like I didn't really know how to take it. Like when, mm-hmm. when I started watching the movie, when I got to the end of the movie, I was like, I'm not sure how I feel about this because I'm just like, it's so new and different. Yeah. You know? Okay. I got my list. Okay. Okay. Howard the Duck. Okay. He's safe. He didn't okay. turn to dust. Um, Jane Foster. The brothers didn't want to answer because they said it would spoil stuff. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> um, the actor Loki, Matt Damon in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He died. Okay. Betty Ross. Uh-huh. She died. Wow. Okay. Um, Korg and Meek. Uh-huh. They didn't want to answer. It would have spoiled something. Oh, wow. Um, Shuri. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to answer. Okay. Um, Lady Sif. She died. Oh, wow. Ned, you know, yeah. Spider-Man's friend. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to answer. Okay. Um, Aunt May. Uh-huh. She survived. Okay. Um, Na- Nakaya. Yeah. She survived. All right. And that's it. That's all they got. Wow. So... I mean, how official are these answers? <laughs> Were they just kind of joking around, or did it sound like it was pretty official? It sounded like it was official. Okay. Like, uh-huh. That's interesting. Yeah, some of them, they were just like, we can't answer because that would, like, spoil. That's If we answer, it will spoil stuff. I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder how that's going to play in the next film. So, okay, so your question to me was, like, who's going to be in the next Avengers uh-huh. movie, right? So when... You say he died or she survived or she lived or yeah. she died, whatever. Like, to me, that's like, did they really die, though? Like, when they turned to dust. Mm-hmm. To me, they didn't really die. Like, in this movie, Loki died. Heimdall he? died. I, I think die? so. I did think he? Loki is dead, he's, dead. He's died twice. <laughs> I think he's dead. <laughs> and I think Heimdall's dead. I think Gamora is dead. And I think... Uh-huh. Um, Vision is dead, like dead, uh-huh. dead, okay? Uh-huh. But I feel the people who turned to dust, like Black Panther and Spider-Man, they didn't so much die as they got put onto a different timeline, uh-huh. like they're in a different universe or something. I really don't think they're truly dead. So to answer the question, and again, this is kind of speculation, but who's going to be in the next movie? I feel the next movie is going to be the people who didn't turn to dust. You know, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man. Nebula. Rocket. Rocket. Right. Um, War Machine. Yeah. War Machine, that's right. Yeah. So I feel they're going to uh, be in the next Avengers movie. Um, and I think those people are in deep trouble <laughs> <laughs> because I think a good majority of them could potentially truly die in you know avenging quote-unquote avenging the people who turned to dust and ultimately defeating thanos Mm -hmm. that's how i think it's going to go down that's just my speculation Mm -hmm. okay i have two more questions about infinity war before we move on okay how do you think ant-man and the wasp is going to play into infinity war that's a really good question too i feel like that movie 
will take place before Infinity War. Uh-huh. It could be like just before, um, but I mean, shit got so crazy at the end of Infinity War. I can't imagine that the Ant-Man sequel taking place during or after Uh it would just be too crazy people just disappearing you know it'd be really nutty and from the trailers we've seen of ant-man and wasp it seems to be pretty comedic and light i don't think they're going to deal with like death and destruction and people disappearing and stuff you know Uh i feel like what you said earlier about like how people when people turn to dust they entered like maybe like another realm i feel like they like when if ant-man enters that quantum realm when he like goes subatomic he'll I don't know, somehow that will connect to what happened. Uh, I don't know, that's my theory. I agree. When I hear about the quantum realm, that's like, ah. That's like maybe the connecting point between these split timelines. So Mm -hmm. like to me, when Thanos snapped his fingers, I don't really feel like people died. I feel like like half the people went on one path and half the people went on another path. Mm -hmm. They're in split dimensions. But the way... They could be connected is potentially yeah this quantum realm thing so we'll see okay. and yeah. then my my next my last question is um do you think captain marvel is a big enough hero to kind of continue off where Le- avengers left off because you know like that's how it ends with the captain marvel logo yeah oh absolutely yeah i know i think she's gonna play a huge part in the next avengers movie and she's gonna be a big part in like saving the day i think uh-huh. you know if there was any hopeful part of Infinity War, it was the very end when you see her logo appear on Nick uh-huh. Fury's pager, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think she's going to be a tremendous part of what's going to happen next in, in the Avengers story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, sorry, I have yeah, one Yeah, keep going, man, question. keep going. How do you think, like, Phase 4 is going to play out? So like, you're talking, like, post... Post this Infinity War storyline. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like obviously Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr. They don't want to continue doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, but we've also had announcements of like Doctor Strange two, Spider Man two, Black Panther yeah. two, Guardians three. So we're gonna see some other characters keep existing in the MCU, like Tom Holland, Benedict Cumberbatch, and um, T'Challa. You yeah, think they're gonna yeah. make like a new Avengers team, or like who you think's gonna be in it? Like we're gonna see Captain Marvel, obviously, but. Yeah, what do you think's gonna? You know, I saw an interesting headline recently, and it said something about Kevin Feige talking about the future of the Avengers, mm-hmm. and he talked about the MCU not necessarily needing the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like there can be MCU movies, there can be team up movies, but it doesn't have to be the Avengers, right? Um, in the comics, we've seen the Avengers squad change up their membership all the time Mm -hmm. so in my mind they could continue the avengers name and i think for like marketing purposes it would make sense but i kind of like what feige said like well we don't we can kind of just like stop avengers movies continue with new characters and new teams and stuff so like like the future's wide open and i, I kind of like that like the freedom of that you know plus we're gonna get x-men and fantastic four in future i mean look MCU. yeah like Oops. you know that could potentially happen so yeah it doesn't have to be like avengers all the time you know and have that be like the big mcu event movie every few years it doesn't have to be avengers it can be yeah a, a different team up you know 
So yeah, I, I kind of like that. Like before I saw that headline, my thought was, oh, okay. Well, the Avengers will continue on. It'll just be a new team. It'll be mm-hmm. like Black Panther, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Captain Marvel. Like that kind of yeah. makes sense, right? Um, but now, you know, I don't know. Like the future's wide open. Mm-hmm. And again, my thought, my sort of prediction is the next Avengers movie will be like the final confrontation with Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. And um, presumably the Avengers will ultimately defeat him. At what cost? You know, we could see some beloved characters die. But with this whole split timeline thing, I feel like they don't necessarily all have to die. Just because Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., and Chris Hemsworth are leaving the MCU, their contracts are up, that doesn't mean their characters are going to die. Like maybe they're just like stuck in this alternate universe and that's well that's where they'll be for the rest of eternity and um they survive maybe they they go on to live happy lives but we just don't see them anymore Mm -hmm. that's possible you know um and then the the mcu's the mcu's uh the mcu focuses on the other timeline where everyone else is right black panther uh, and spider-man and everyone that'd be interesting so dude i'm telling you like with these um infinity stones and the infinity gauntlet like it's so like crazy powerful that there is like all sorts of possibilities you know you can you can like there's time travel and like reality changes and shit so like you know you talk about like plot devices and like easy um like storytelling devices like they have them now, so <laughs> they could go off into crazy explanations for stuff, right? So mm-hmm. the, the the storytelling is, is wide open. Were you satisfied with, like, the ending, or are you like, oh, and I need to watch the next Avengers movie right now? Because, you know, <laughs> like, with Force Awakens, when it ends, you see Ray handle a lightsaber to Luke. Yeah. And, and so then you're like, damn it, I have to watch them. I'm, like, so ready for the next Star Wars movie. Like, mm-hmm. for this ending, are you, like satisfied or you're just like let's bring on the next avengers movie already yeah i have to say i'm not super satisfied uh-huh. and part of it is yeah it's like not the end of the story uh-huh. it, it, there's more to come right but another part of it is like not only is there not like a set ending there's kind of not a set beginning either right you can't watch this movie without having seen the previous movies, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't stand alone at all. So that's what I struggle with. Like this movie is super entertaining and like what a great experience watching it, but like it really doesn't stand alone. Like if I had never seen any MCU movie and I watched this, it wouldn't oh, make any God. sense. Right? You'd be so out of it. Right. Uh. So like the like movie critic within me is like it's just it doesn't really work mm-hmm. as a single movie. Um but I do go back to the fact that this is something new. This is like new territory. Yeah. And it should be evaluated as something new and different and unique, right? <laughs> On that level, it it's awesome. It's yeah. so awesome, right? Um, another thing I wanted to call out, kind of on the negative side, a lot of people have been praising Thanos, right? So, and again, I will call out the uniqueness of this storytelling. <laughs> like, the villain of the movie is the protagonist of the movie. Like, is, this is yeah. his story, right? It is, yeah. We get his background. We see his relationship with Gamora. 
And um, it's him that is moving the narrative forward. He's getting the Infinity Stones. He's getting shit done, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I know a lot of people are like praising Thanos as being super awesome. There's no question in my mind that he's like a, a strong villain you know he's up there in terms oh, yeah. of the top villains in MCU but just to me personally like i don't i don't love thanos like i i, I mean i can't wait till the avengers beat this fucker down dude <laughs> like i cannot wait till they beat this guy um i don't know if it's maybe just the archetype he's like he's like the big invincible brute mm-hmm. you know like I don't know, like, you know, in Street Fighter, like Zangief. Yeah. Or like King Kong or like Andre the Giant. He's like one of those types. And I've never really stood behind Uh those types of characters. Um, Like the the, the characters who are like obviously super powerful and invincible, you know. I actually like the Black Order a lot more than... Thanos. Oh, I did too. Right? Uh, I love those guys. But oh, my was, God. They did not gain enough screen time, I thought. I mean, they played pretty prominently, but not nearly as much as Thanos. Uh-huh. I mean, Thanos was the man, clearly. But I love the Black Order, man. Mm-hmm. I, I walked away from that movie really loving the Ebony Maw character. Uh-huh. Like, that's my dude. Like, I love <laughs> dudes who, like, they look like, you know, you can knock them over with a feather. Like, this dude... He looks kind of sickly mm-hmm. and like he doesn't look formidable at all, right? Yeah. But then boom, he like just like throws a building at you, you know? He's super powerful. I love that. I love the dudes who like are like sneaky, like they'll sneak up on you. You don't expect them to be a badass, but mm-hmm. they are, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the other character too, Corvus Glaive. Yeah, he was awesome. He's cool, man. It, it's, it's interesting because I told you, right, that I was going to watch... I was reading the Infinity comics before I watched the movie. Yeah. And in the Infinity comics is when they first introduced the Black Order. Yes. And in the comics, they're so powerful. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the movie, I was kind of let down. Like, they're... I was like, damn, they like they got <laughs> defeated so easily, I felt. Yeah, I read those Infinity comics too recently, uh-huh. and I really liked it. Um, I think Ebony Ma in the movie is super badass. He's my favorite <laughs> black order character he might have been my favorite character in the movie period <laughs> i loved him um in the comics i really like the corvus glaive Me character too, yeah. right he's super uh-huh. cool in the, in the movie he was okay like he's he like didn't a do a creeper whole lot. yeah <laughs> but in the comics dude his character design in the comics is fucking cool man i mm-hmm. love it he looks like kind of uh you know the dementors in harry potter yeah kind of looks like that but like like a like maybe a a scarier like more powerful version of one of those maybe Mm -hmm. and he's got this blade that is like all powerful like in the comics he's able to cut open the hulk and wolverine and wolverine yeah Yeah. he's like incredibly badass um so i love this guys (laughs) and um you know i don't want to throw too much shade to thanos but like i prefer them as villains over thanos and like I will say this, the battle scenes with the Black Order in Infinity War were awesome. Oh my gosh, yes. I was Holy screaming. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Like um, when Ebony Maw takes on Doctor Strange and Iron Man, like mm-hmm. that battle with Wong was in there too. And, uh, super amazing. And then there's that fight between uh, Proxima Midnight and Corvus Glaive versus Cap, Falcon, Black Widow, Vision, and Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
<laughs> I was totally geeking oh, out, gosh. man. Yeah, yeah. That that fight scene in Wakanda when Proxima Midnight fights Okoye, Black Widow, and Scarlet Witch. I was like living for it. Oh yeah, was that like, was great oh, too. Oh god, this is amazing. <laughs> Super cool. Yeah, <laughs> man. Oh, I'm totally glad that you're you're like down with the Black Order too because uh-huh. those guys are fucking dope. Yeah, love those guys. Okay, so we did it. We got through the whole countdown. All right, not bad. So now let's give our ratings like we've been doing. Mm-hmm. So Spider-Man Homecoming, what are you giving this on a scale of 1 to 10? This is the only movie where I actually gave it like a half. Like a, Oh, so I'm okay. So I'm giving it an 8.5. Okay. Like I couldn't decide between an 8 or a 9, so 8.5 is what I give it. Cool. Now, as we've seen... Your rankings do skew a little higher, and my <laughs> rankings do skew a little lower. Um, so just that's the way it is. But I think the the scale we should work on is your scale minus one and my scale plus one. That's kind of like the true rating, yeah. or at least the, the rating that is best like well comparing yeah. uh, our scores. Uh, but I'm giving Spider-Man Homecoming a seven. So what does that mean? Your true, quote-unquote, true score is 7.5 and mine is 8. So, yeah, it's like it, we're it, on the same yeah. wavelength here. Okay. Uh, so next up, Thor Ragnarok. What's your score? Thor Ragnarok, I give a good 9. 9, okay. Mm-hmm. I give that one a 7 as well. So, again, on our, on our formula, we're, we're even. <laughs> uh-huh. It was 8, so that's good. Uh-huh. Okay, Black Panther. Perfect 10. Oh, wow, 10. Okay, uh-huh. I'm doing 8 here. And, well, there we go again. Minus... One is a nine, and plus one is a nine. So <laughs> same thing. Okay, Infinity War. What are you giving it? Another ten. Like the hype totally lived up to it, and I, like I said, I watched it four times in theater. So, yeah, perfect ten. Nice. And uh, same as Black Panther with me. I'm giving it an eight. So, I think we're kind of on the same wavelength with these four flicks. Okay, now we're gonna do something we haven't done on our countdown to date, mm-hmm. and that's to rank the whole damn thing. <laughs> so there are a lot of movies here. Nice. There are 19, 19 movies. Nineteen Marvel Cinematic Universe movies to date. I can't believe there's 19 now. It's incredible. Um, so I think it'd be good for us to pause for a second, take a look at our respective lists, and then we'll go down the list, yeah? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Okay, ranking time. The official Henry and Porfirio MCU rankings. <laughs> so you had a really good idea to go from worst to best, right? Yeah. I was going to go from best to worst, but I think there's a little drama to like, oh, what's the best one, yeah. right? <laughs> so uh, let's do it. So I'll go first. If you recall, I did do a ranking after I did, or after I saw Thor Ragnarok. So, but not only did, have I seen 
two new movies since then, Black Panther and Infinity War. Uh, but also my ranking did change ever so slightly. So this is the list now. Okay, I'll just go through the list and then you can go through the list and then we can talk about it some. We won't talk about every single movie, obviously. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, but we will talk about it some. Okay, here we go. From worst to best. Thor The Dark World. Iron Man 3. Ant-Man. Iron Man 2. Avengers Age of Ultron. Doctor Strange. The Incredible Hulk. Spider-Man Homecoming. Thor Ragnarok. Captain America Civil War. Thor. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Avengers Infinity War. Then Guardians of the Galaxy. Then Marvel's The Avengers, Black Panther, Captain America, the first Avenger, Iron Man, and number one on my list, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Okay, your turn, Perfurio. Okay, so, you know, a lot of these, when I gave my ratings to each movie, a lot of them had like like a lot of nines, a lot of eights. Right, they were tied. Yeah, so the way I ranked it was... Um, how willing I was able to watch it over again without okay, being uh, that's, bored. That's a, that's a good way to go. Uh, I like that. So from the bottom, I my worst film that I did enjoy was Iron Man 3, mm-hmm. then The Incredible Hulk, Thor 1, Thor The Dark World, Iron Man 2, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man Homecoming, Iron Man, Thor Ragnarok, Avengers Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Captain America the First Avenger, Captain America Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, Captain America Civil War, and my top pick is the very first Avengers. Right on. Okay. Solid, man. So let's get into it a bit. So I just wanted to give a quick note. So I mentioned I had done a ranking previously, right after I saw Ragnarok. And since then, a lot has happened. Not only two new MCU movies have come out, but also we did this whole countdown thing where I rewatched all of these movies, right? So I was really curious, like, oh, is that going to change things? Because some of these movies I had only seen the one time. You know, like Avengers Age of Ultron, I'd only seen it the one time in the theater. Ant-Man, just the one time in the theater. So I was really curious, oh, would my opinions change? And for the most part, they did not. You know, upon subsequent viewing, not a whole lot changed regarding my rating for the movie as well as the, the ranking, this big ranking list. There was actually only one change in the ranking for me, and that was the first Avengers and the first Captain America movie. So previously I had them as number three on my list, the third best as the first Avengers movie, and then the fourth best being Captain America, the first Avenger. But I'm telling you, man, when I rewatched Cap 1 recently, oh, man, I fell in love with it all over again and stronger than ever, man. Uh, so that like trumped that first Avengers movie, and um, so they flip flopped. And then after I saw Black Panther, 
that became my number four. So it went from Avengers number three, Cap one number four, to Cap one number three, Black Panther number four, and Avengers in the, uh, the number five spot. And then, like I said, the rankings didn't change at all for all of these other, other movies. Um, I did change my rating on a couple movies. So like I said before, I softened a bit on Spider-Man Homecoming. Like I walked away with that. I walked away from that movie, like enjoying it, but I was like, oh, I was like kind of a little bit cranky. Like, oh, why did they change so much <laughs> stuff, you know? And then after I've seen it a few times, I'm like, oh man, I'm just, I was being too hard on it, I felt. And it just, it just kind of this delightful movie that, you know, it's got like a lot of young characters in it and you kind of got to go into it with like, a young at heart state of mind, I think, and mm-hmm. it's it's really a lot of fun. And then the only movie that I gave a shittier ranking was Avengers: Age of Ultron. Um, I went from a, a six to a five on that one. And um, yeah, I talked about this before, yeah. but like I just ugh, I, I really did not like that movie when I watched it again. And I think I got caught up in the hype a bit when I first saw it, um, but yeah. Not a huge fan of that one. So what about you, Perferio? What were your what was your thinking in terms of your rankings? Like I know you gave a score. Like you actually wrote a review for all of these movies, gave it a score. Yeah. And um and like you said, like when there was a tie, you thought about what? Like you thought about like which you would want to rewatch more. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Like the way I would score it was like storyline was did it catch my attention um the action the writing the characters the development like did i care about these characters like the reason like why i put like iron man 3 solo was like i don't care about a third or fourth tony stark movie like by that point i was already tired and the movie had nothing new to show so i was entirely bored of it mm-hmm. um but then there were other films like captain america and black panther that were just so fresh and the characters were caught my attention the action like it was a whole package all together in one movie that was like that's why they ranked high in my okay. list okay so when we took a break just now we were sort of analyzing each other's lists and i think for the most part we kind of understand where each other is coming from but there are a few that is like a bit of a head scratcher right (laughs) so let let me start with a couple on on your list so we're both in agreement that iron man 2 and 3 are bad are kind of substandard (laughs) mcu flicks you know they're just you know there there's some moments in there to enjoy but overall yeah they're just kind of a thumbs down yeah so the change, or the big difference with us is Iron Man 1. Like, that's one of my favorites. That's number two for me. That is my second favorite. And you got it down fairly low. Like, you got it. It's in my top see. 10. Well, actually, because you wedged in Guardians oh, there. Shit, like, it's right. actually 11, right? It's actually 11. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, looking at our list, like, I get, it's glaring that the Iron Man trilogy is like on the lower tier. We're talking, let's see, four, six, eight, two, four, six, like nine. The, the bottom nine of your list contains the entire Iron Man trilogy. So 
the question is, do you hate Iron Man? Number one. <laughs> and why do you have Iron Man 1 solo? Which is, to me, it's a cinema classic and among the best of all MCU movies. Please explain yourself. Okay, yeah. Like, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, he's phenomenal. But the character can get stale so fast. If mm. It doesn't change. That's why I got sick of it. And the villains didn't help because they were... They didn't. I didn't care for them, and the other characters also. I just felt like there's just very little character development with anyone. Like with um, what's her name, Pepper. Okay. Pepper and all, especially like the the Mandarin plot twist. Mm-hmm. Iron Man One was phenomenal at its time, but at its time, like all these other movies I have ahead of it are really recent, and they're just. MCU Marvel has gotten better at writing stuff and the special effects are better the villains are better the action scenes are much better so Iron Man was good at its time and very cinematic but mm-hmm. I, if I were to had a choice to watch Iron Man 1 or even like Thor 3 again I would choose Thor 3 because it's more funnier and catches my attention better mm-hmm. than Iron Man 1 interesting so you feel it's it's dated a bit yeah that's interesting. Okay. Where you see dated, I see classic, right? <laughs> so, I mean, it's a different point of view. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is notable that you have the Iron Man movies lower, but you actually have the Avengers movies pretty high up. So that tells me you don't specifically dislike Iron Man because he features prominently in those movies, right? Yeah. It's just the movies themselves you have some some issues with, right? Yeah. I think oh, I like him in Avengers is like the interactions he has with like Steve Rogers and Nick Fury and mm-hmm. all the other members. So it, it, it's different. That's why I like it. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Robert Downey Jr. plays really well off of other superheroes. You yeah. know, that's when arguably he's at his best. I think the best scenes in the first Avengers movie is when he's just kind of cracking jokes and he's interacting with other Avengers, and it's great. He's so great. I mean, like, my top four movies, it has Iron Man in it. There's Avengers, Civil War, Avengers 3. Right, right. Yeah. There you go. But, man, Iron Man 1 is so fucking good, man. But, all right, you know, agree to disagree. Okay, uh, so the other one I I noticed here is um, you have Spider-Man Homecoming a little bit on the lower side. It's actually just after Iron Man 1, so this is number 12. Yeah. 12 out of 19. You know, that's not a great ranking. And I just bring this up because... Because I'm a big Spider-Man fan. You're like the biggest Spider-Man fan I know. Uh So like to me, it's like, really? Like, how can such a Spider-Man diehard live with himself putting... The Spider-Man movie, like the only solo MCU Spider-Man movie to date, which I know you enjoyed, how can you live your, with yourself having it below, like, I don't know, say Ant-Man or <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron? Like, this is, like, crazy to me. So t- talk me through that a bit. Well, okay, like, Spider-Man, it's like what you said during our review. Spider-Man was good, but the action just wasn't there. And I think, like action really caught my attention with my list as you can see like you see infinity war captain america 3 avengers 2 like that's a lot of those movies are action-packed and i feel like spider-man 
lack the action and it's already been like the third reboot we've seen like in the past decade so i was already yeah. kind of like exhausted like okay another spider-man film like okay it's good but do i love it eh, eh. I, <laughs> I was more of an andrew garfield i like the amazing spider-man films more but spider-man homecoming was good but not the best to me whoa, whoa, whoa. okay we need to rewind for a second because it's one thing to say spider-man is Spider-Man Homecoming is a little lower on this list, but did you just say that you enjoyed the amazing Spider-Man movies more than Spider-Man Homecoming? A little, yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now my mind is blown. Okay, wait. I mean, I don't want this to become like an all-Spider-Man episode, (laughs) but like what... What, what, like, what are your thoughts on like like all the Spider-Man movies? Like what like Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, like it is like Homecoming like the bottom of the barrel here or okay. what? If I had to rank the Spider-Man films, Amazing Spider-Man two would be at the bottom. Okay. But okay. my top would be Amazing Spider-Man one. Okay. And then Spider-Man two, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man one, Spider-Man three, and then Amazing Spider-Man two. Okay. Okay, I've decided we need to have a Spider-Man <laughs> podcast episode where we will hash this out. We will talk our way through this, but right now I'm not, I'm kind of blown away right now. <laughs> so I'm not sure what to say, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into we'll, we'll it. We'll get to Okay, yeah, I, I'm just, okay, I don't know, I don't know how to react right now, but. Well, I mean, with the way oh. you're reacting for me, I'm kind of shocked that you put Captain America 3 in like the bottom 10 of your list okay let's talk about that so uh-huh. again we'll get back to spider-man we'll talk a whole <laughs> lot of spider-man later we got tattoos we're, we're spider-man tattoo brothers we need to talk about this we will talk about it uh-huh. later we'll, i promise okay so okay you had some questions on my rankings too right yeah. so you talked about civil war so civil war right now on my list is number 10 Mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm shocked because you're you love the captain america films so i'm yes. just kind of like and for me it's like number two on my list so i'm just kind of like whoa yeah yeah Yeah. you loved it and i know a lot of people love this movie like to a lot of people this is like among the best Mm -hmm. you know for me it's right in the middle it's number 10 out of 19 that is dead center right there's nine above nine below dead center okay so i mean i've talked about this before but really i mean genuinely let's be real this is not a Captain America movie. This is an Avengers movie. You know, this is yeah. Avengers 2.5 more than it is Captain America 3. So there's a big part of me that's like, I didn't get the closure on this trilogy. I love Captain America in the comics. I love, love, love these first two Captain America movies. Look, they're number one and number three on my yeah. list. Uh-huh. I like these movies more than I like Black Panther. Panther, more than I liked Infinity War. I mean, the first Avengers movie. Like these are totally beloved movies to me. So when Cap Three was coming out, I was like super stoked. And you know, Winter Soldier is my favorite Captain America movie. My favorite MCU movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. Period. And the Russo brothers directed it. And I knew that they directed Civil War, too. So I was like, okay, like, let's go. Like, yeah. I mean, I can't wait for this fucking movie, you know? As it was, I just walked away from it like, 
I didn't get a Captain America movie. I got an Avengers movie. So I'm still waiting for the Captain America <laughs> 3 movie to come out, you know? Uh -huh. So that's really it. Um, I mean, yeah. like an Avengers movie, there are a lot of characters in it. So like, oh, it's cool that Vision and Scarlet Witch are in it and War Machine and Falcon and Iron Man. And Black Widow. And everyone and else. <laughs> and I mean, there's so many characters, man. Like, uh, let's let's focus on Cap here a little bit, you know? And, you know, Captain America is obviously the central character in the movie. But when you when it all boils down to it being more of an Avengers movie. Um, and as we've seen with Infinity War, you know, even as an Avengers movie, not the best. You know, I thought Infinity War was a superior movie to Cap 3. I thought uh, the first Avengers movie, I think you would agree here, that the first Avengers movie was, was superior as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, like, uh, I, I still feel the same after rewatching all these movies because um, we have seen these trilogies tied up, you know, with Thor 3 and Iron Man 3. I think we both agree that Iron Man 3 was pretty bad. <laughs> but I will say this, all three, um, there was a bit of a sense of closure. I mean, with Iron Man, it was kind of odd because at the end of Iron Man 3, it almost implied that he was giving up being Iron Man, right? Mm -hmm. And then he just kind of threw that out the window <laughs> and just became Iron Man again. <laughs> but at least at the end of Iron Man 3, there was a sense like, oh, he was kind of hanging it up. Um, it felt like, again, you know, n not a great movie in my opinion, but it did feel like there's a bit of closure. Thor Ragnarok, kind of the same feel. I knew it was a crazy, bonkers, hilarious movie, but at the end when he's on that ship with all those Asgardians, um, I noticed something when I rewatched it recently. They play the Thor theme song almost like as a callback, like we're, we're kind of tying um, up we're wrapping up this trilogy uh -huh. again a, a bit of closure a bit of closure and i thought like oh iron man fans and thor fans kind of got that little ribbon on it mm -hmm. a little bit i mean we all know these characters are going to continue on in subsequent avengers movies but just for their solo movies i feel like oh there was some care and thought like okay we're wrapping up your favorite characters trilogy enjoy uh -huh. with cap it was like I wasn't there. It was like, it was like the end of Civil War is like, there's more to come. Keep watching. You know, there, well, there was no closure. Like, you know, it was like, it was like a like to be continued, right? There was there was no closure to this series of films that is like super near and dear to my heart, right? So I was like, ah, I, I, I wanted I wanted an end to the Cap trilogy. Okay, you know? so that's where I'm at yeah. there. Okay. Another shocking thing from your list was, I don't know, kind of, I mean, it's not higher on the list, but higher than other ones, I'm surprised, is The yeah. Incredible Hulk. Yeah. It's so, like, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I think I'm like surprised it's higher than like Doctor Strange or Age of Ultron. Yeah, I mean, you got it second to last. So, I yeah. mean, I can understand your perspective. I got it at 13, which is on the lower end, but yeah, it's still higher than a lot is higher than like you said dr strange age of ultron iron man 2 uh -huh. so 
Here's a metric that I was using that is maybe not quite in line with how you were evaluating. Mm -hmm. So for me, a big part of it was like, what was the feeling I got when I first saw it? It seems like maybe you're looking ahead a bit like, oh, would I rewatch this movie? I'm more yeah. like, what was that feeling? when I first thought, saw it in the theaters. I mean, mm. maybe that's why I have Iron Man 1 so high because that so, yeah. fucking blew my mind, you know? Uh -huh. um, Incredible Hulk. I really genuinely like this movie a lot in the theaters when I first saw it. Um, that plays pretty heavily, you know? Um, I was definitely thirsting for more of this universe, you know, after I saw Iron Man. Mm -hmm. So I, I'll be honest, that played part of it, uh, a, a part in it. Um, that said, you know, I'm playing by the same rules you're playing with. Like <laughs> we all, we both watched all these movies, yeah. right? Again. And that was my genuine reaction. I definitely thought, oh, this could drop in my list because it was made a long time ago. I haven't seen it in a while, but I got to tell you, I still had fun with it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And, um, I don't think a lot of people talk about Edward Norton as being, their favorite Bruce Banner, but to me, he is. He's my favorite Banner, you know? I mean, Ruffalo's good, but I think Norton was even better. Uh, we don't have any to talk about uh, Eric Banner, but uh, I, Norton is my favorite Banner. Interesting. And, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, it's not, it's not like, it's like, it's not top it's not, five or yeah, something. Yeah. It's still it, pretty low, but, it's you know. It's still low, but I'm just surprised it's higher than a couple other ones, you know? Yeah, understood, understood. Uh -huh. Um but yeah, that's a factor. Like keeping in mind, like I, I do incorporate my initial feelings. You know, that that's part of my ranking. There's no question. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, okay. And one more for you. Um, so we talked a little bit about, like, okay, these are our rankings, but. We both love these movies a lot. So mm -hmm. even though we have something ranked down low, it doesn't necessarily mean we didn't like it, right? Or we wouldn't watch it again. Right. So at what point are we saying, um, like, okay, I'm ranking it low and I'm giving it a thumbs down, you mm -hmm. know? that For both of us, we've decided that it's pretty much the lowest on our rankings, right? So for example, I have Doctor Strange at number 14, that's pretty low out of 19. But I will say that I still recommend that movie. I give it a thumbs up. I have a lot of issues with it, but I still recommend it. And it's only by bottom five that I officially give a thumbs down. Mm -hmm. Age of Ultron, Iron Man 2, Ant-Man, Iron Man 3, and Thor 2. And then for you, it's your bottom six. 13. Yeah, well, it's 14 through oh. 19, yeah, right? right? Yeah. Uh -huh. um, yeah and I'm kind of on board with your lower tier. I mean, I disagree with Thor 1 a lot, but I, I understand that. What I don't understand quite as much is uh, Guardians, of the, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which you have at uh, 14, and underneath that recommendation line. So you're giving it a thumbs down, and it's on the bottom of your list. I got this high up. This is my <laughs> s uh, number 8, you know? Yeah. Um, I really like this movie a lot. So... Talk me through that a bit. Well, I mean, like, like you can see, my cutoff is also right under, like, you, Doctor Strange. Right. Um, but Guardians 2, like I said, when I ranked this, I was like, would I watch this again? And Guardians 2, it was good. It was good, but 
I was not impressed by it as compared to the first Guardians, and I felt like it just didn't. I don't know. It didn't it just didn't catch my attention again? Like the humor was there, but I was like, I chuckled. I was like, eh, mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't know. Guardians two didn't bring anything fresh to the MCU, so I was like, eh, whatever. Let's move on to the next MCU movie. But did you not, you know, get at least a little emotional at parts of this movie? Like, to me, this is maybe the most touching of all MCU movies. Like, when Yondu dies and Star-Lord realizes that he's going to die and that he actually does love him and that he is his father figure. Like, Mm -hmm. didn't that get to you at least a little bit? Um. Are you heartless? (laughs) Like, what's wrong with you? Um, I mean... To be honest, I didn't really care for Yondu. Oh, so, wow. So that's why when it happened, I was, wow. like, I was like, eh, whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, what about like when Nebula and Gamora like have that kind of awkward okay, that was hug? More, that was more touching than what happened with Yondu. All right. Okay. Uh, well, maybe you're, there's some hope for you yet. But <laughs> okay. So, I mean, if you're telling me that you didn't get a little teary-eyed when... Yandu died. I mean, that kind of says it all for me. That I, that's explanation that I needed yeah. because to me that was a huge moment. That was when I realized, oh my god, like I can't believe this movie is getting to me, and like it really added to my experience uh-huh. for sure. Okay, so good. Any last thoughts on our rankings here? Uh, yay, we did it. We did it. <laughs> yeah, that was how long? Like five months work. Yeah. If you call that work. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I think, uh, you know, I feel good about it. Like, I actually feel kind of good putting this behind us a bit because I've been pretty consumed with this stuff, you know, leading up to Infinity War, oh, yeah. rewatching, mm-hmm. like, okay, we got to pay attention to all the stones. And it's a bit of a relief to be like, you know, to have that behind us. Right. Yeah. So we can look forward now. And we don't have to wait too long, you know. Ant Man and the Wasp comes out in July. So. Comes out in July, yeah. And then there's other cool movies coming out. We got Deadpool two coming out this week, the Han Solo film coming out next week. Yep. And other more. We got Aquaman, I guess, later this year. <laughs> you guess. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Uh-huh. I want to see it. But yeah, I mean, there's other stuff we could look forward to besides the MCU. Yeah, and guess what? The follow-up to infinity war is not that far off like it's like a year away basically right Mm -hmm. so i can't wait man like um, i'm glad to sort of put all this aside for at least a brief period but then um the hype train will start up again and uh i'll be ready (laughs) same right on right on okay and with that we can wrap up the episode this is farewell from henry and porfirio